Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Tom. Thank you, Garden Church. We, we truly feel the love and uh, from just the moment we pulled into town and just can't thank you enough for that. Thank you, Pastor Tom, for just so, uh, and, and your whole family, just so pouring into our boys, our family. It's just awesome. So, so touching. Um, God is good. And God is doing tremendous things. It's awesome to see your incredible building. Last time I was with y'all, uh, it was over at the other location, and this is just rocking, man. I was videoing here at the beginning of service because, man, we got building number two, the GO building, uh, at our headquarters um, location in Tulsa. Uh, the Center of Mass Evangelism has been completely built out. The COME, Jesus said, come follow me. Also, he could raise them up and say, go into all the world. We got the go building. I have a feeling it's going to look a lot like this. So it blesses me seeing what you're doing here. Um, we want to show just real quickly two videos. One will highlight the goodness of God over the last 20 years. We just celebrated um, back in the spring, 20 years. In April, it'll be 21 years. And uh, you guys have stood with us a good number of those years. So you have fruit on our tree and then the video right after that is going to talk about how everyone is so vitally important to God. Say, I'm important to God. Say, they're important to God. Praise the Lord. That's our tagline at Global Ventures that all may know. We believe this first 20 years has just ramped us up. We've been perfecting the machine. We believe the next decade or so we're going to see multiplied, multiplied millions more coming to the kingdom, but we don't want to do it alone. We believe God is raising up an army. We believe in mobilizing the masses to reach the masses, and so we want to invite you. If you throw that slide up on the team trips this year, we want to invite you to be a part of coming out. I think there's 10 slots, uh, 8, 10 slots, something like that in Thailand. Um, there may still be room to squeeze on Honduras. That trip's filled up real quickly. But we'd love for you to come to one of these areas of the world. The Philippines is going to be off the charts, incredible. And then Bangladesh, Bangladesh, known by folks here in the U.S., is possibly the most unreached nation we'll be going to, though Thailand's right up there with it. Come out with us. Experience the miracles just like you saw in the video. And you will go from faith to faith and from glory to glory because God is in his great commission movement. When we go to the far four corners of the earth, we come back changed. Me, time and time again, every time I go, I come back with a new insight, new level of what God is doing on the planet, and it's exciting. We invite you to come. You can grab a brochure out at the table, and it's got all the details, or jump on the website as well. If you feel a stirring longer term to the nations, and specifically reaping the harvest in the nations, that's why we have the Center of Mass Evangelism, our headquarters, is we've got a program called CORE. It is a one to three year intensive internship and training program where you not only learn in classroom setting, but then you're working arm in arm with our staff, our directors, our department heads from the office headquarters all the way to the front lines and back again, taking part right in the thick of ministry. Jesus trained people, the 12, the 70, he trained them hands on. 
We've got to empower and, and uh, lift people up and show they can do it by being right there with them, taking them by the hand and doing it. So if you're interested, grab a brochure out at the table. Um, we also have the podcast, a free gift to anyone and everyone that wants to jump on and listen. We've got folks from all around the world that share on that cast. I just did a few casts ago, an unveiling of teaching on the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I shared some things in the public arena that I have never shared um, kind of out there in this way about things that the Lord enlightened to me. There's also incredible material. Uh, Willie George, Pastor Willie George in Tulsa, one of the largest churches in Tulsa, came on the cast and his son, Witt, and did a whole two, two episodes on transition. It'll bless your socks right off your feet. You won't want to miss it. Um, also, for those that uh, would like to know more about the ministry, you can stop off at the information table. We've got products, t-shirt. We're finishing out our advanced campaign, a 20-month campaign where we believe in God for a total of 200 new monthly partners. The only way we can go from 2.1 million to one day 20 million, and we're believing with all our heart by mobilizing and empowering others one day, we're going to see corporately a thousand frontline harvesters raised up, and corporately we're going to see by the grace of God a billion souls coming to the kingdom. That's a, that's a sturdy, sturdy goal. How many know that? But when you mobilize the masses to reach the masses, many hands make light work. We go farther, faster. If you'd like to be one of those monthly partners, click on the website, or you can download the app. We've got an app that's free to everyone. You can watch not only TV shows, tap into the podcast, but you can show folks us going toe-to-toe -to -toe with voodoo priests and witch doctors and then everyday folk just seeing miracles at their fingertips. It's cool. You can't argue with someone's testimony. You can't argue with miracles you see right there on the screen. And so we want it to be a witnessing tool that will impact lives. It'll stir your family up. I've had families that say, man, I raised my kids watching your show, and it was part of imparting heaven to them for the call of God on their lives. We want to uh, just allow it to be a gift in that way to you as well. So it's on all platforms. Download it and be blessed. If you turn with me to Acts 10.38, and as you're turning there, I'm going to probably quote from the New King James Version. I want to just say we have been all around the world. I could sing right there with Johnny Cash. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. We have preached the gospel to Hindus. We preach the gospel consistently to Hindus, consistently to Buddhists, to Muslims, to mainstream Catholics, many of which that aren't born again. This November, we were just uh, in an area of northern India where it wasn't just Hindu, but a large population of Sikhs. We have seen time and time again in these different religious, the major world religions, Jesus show up and be the same because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not just the same among the heathen religion groups. Let me be a little more polite in today's America. In the world religion groups, he's the same here in America. What he does overseas, he does here. Because he's no respecter of persons. He doesn't change when you go from the boundary of one country to another. He is a love God. And that's what this scripture, I love this account uh, of, of what and who Jesus is. 
And this account was taken from Peter going to Cornelius' household. And the reason this is so powerful, at the preaching of this account of Peter sharing the gospel, it was so powerful what God did that they not only were saved, but they were baptized in the Holy Spirit with tongues in one swoop. It was a manifestation to all the brethren, the apostles, the brethren of that day of the household of Israel, that God had intended salvation and the gift of the Holy Spirit for the whole world. Hallelujah. Say the world. He so loved the world. He is a, a precious, precious father that's interested in every human being on the planet. Point at yourself and say, he's interested in me. He is intimately interested in each and every one of us. And it says here, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Amen. He is still the only religious leader that has ever walked the earth whom God was and is with. All the rest were just attempting to simply know God. Jesus was and is God in the flesh. 100% man, 100% God. But just in seeing this scripture, some things to just settle in your heart real quickly, and I know we've got probably a, a, a varied crowd here, some that have been believers for years. Maybe you just walked in this first time to visit the garden. So I just want to establish some solid ground rules of who God is and how healing comes, number one is to know who the oppressor is. This scripture makes it very clear. God is not the enemy. God is your friend. The devil is the oppressor. Say that. Satan is the oppressor. The devil is the enemy of mankind. He's the accuser of the brethren. He is the author of sickness and disease. In fact, in Luke, the 13th chapter, we find a case where it's so clear just like Acts 10.38, it's just so clear that it's Satan, it's a demonic force that is uh, behind this sickness. Jesus encounters a precious woman in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and she's been over, and she's been that way 18 years. And in Luke 13.10-17, through 17, the NLT says, and it's an, a wonderful account, I think we're pulling it up here for you to see. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent over for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. There, he said, there are six days of the week for working. He said to the crowd, come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath, but the Lord, Jesus replied. You hypocrites, each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox and your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? And this shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did. I'm here to tell you, I've seen it all around the world. Religion divides and it binds because religion is inspired ultimately by Satan himself. 
anything Satan can use to keep people from the reality, not religion, reality of God, he will inspire, he'll instruct. And that's why the religions of the world, outside of a genuine relation, I'm not talking about Christianity, but even in Christianity, we have different veins of, at times, religion that has gotten away from relationship. And anytime you get away from relationship, you lose intimacy with the very one that wants to bless you, wants to prosper you, wants to heal you, wants to lift you up, wants to give you an exciting, successful life in and through him beyond your wildest dreams. Hollywood, the fame and fortune of Bill Gates or Apple or any other can't compare to the plan that God has for your life. Say, the God plan is the greatest plan for my life. I will not settle for a feeble counterfeit to God's awesome plan. Do you know here Jesus was talking about an animal being tied up, being bound and constricted from going and drinking water. He thought and declared, isn't it more fitting that a woman who's a daughter of Abraham, of the Abrahamic covenant, she's been bound, isn't it even more fitting that she be freed and taste of living water? Miracle signs and wonders are the living water of heaven poured out on precious humanity that God loves with an infinite love that will never let you go. You can never outrun. You can never outsend. He loves you with an infinite love. It doesn't matter what your past is. His love and what he did at the cross is greater than your past. So I'm not talking about living a life of sin from this moment forward. I'm talking about getting it under the blood because Jesus hung between earth and heaven and shed the blood of deity, the blood of God, so that we can be made brand new on the inside. Nothing we do in our own ability, our own um, earnings, whether it's giving offerings, saying prayers outside of Jesus, nothing can earn our salvation, only the work of Jesus. What he did at the cross, taking our place of judgment and rising from the grave so that we could have eternal life and abundant life now. That is the only way of salvation, and it comes by that intimate, personal relationship with Jesus. Jesus today stands here, and if he were here in the flesh, he would say to you that because of the covenant he's established, that you're in a better standing than even that woman that was a daughter of Abraham. Because the Scriptures clearly say, Scriptures in Hebrews and different passages talk about we today have a new and a better covenant than even that covenant back then. Amen. Because back then, they could not be born of God, born with His nature, made brand new from the inside out. But because what Jesus has done today, we can be and are. So anyone here that's already in Christ Jesus, you have a standing and a right to receive complete healing today. Something that you just settled deep in your heart right now. The devil is the oppressor. When we read Acts 10, 38, and we see passages like this, Jesus is your healer. If we bring that point up, just let that settle in your heart. Jesus is your healer today. He's your redeemer today. He's your answer today. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, what you haven't done, what's been spoken over you. It doesn't matter what the past held. You have a new beginning today and a bright future tomorrow in and through Jesus Christ. God doesn't hold your past, your mistakes, 
your errors against you. In fact, he made Jesus the penalty for all those things that you did wrong and poured out his wrath on Jesus when Jesus hung on the cross. That's why when people say, well, why did Jesus have to die? Because every one of us should die. The penalty for sin, rebellion against God, and all sin is rebellion against God, even if you realize it or not. But God said, no, I love them so much that I'm going to allow Jesus, the perfect one, the sinless one, to take all my wrath and all my judgment so that they can come into right standing and fellowship. Those that were afar off could be called sons, daughters, children, literally joint heirs with our big brother and king, Jesus, direct descendants of God Almighty, where we not only know him as God. Do you know the heathen religions, they fear the very one they call God? The vast, vast majority of the time, obviously, it's nothing to do with the one true and living God. But I've watched them in areas of the world like Thailand offer to the spirit houses. Talking about the woman that was bound 18 years, um, I look back at the video to make sure I had it right. If you go on the website or pull the app up, pull up the Healing and Miracles video, it'll bless you. Just, It's amazing. But there was a man that literally was just like this woman in Scripture that was bent over. He came to the crusade that night like this, walking like this. Our crusade director, actually Thailand uh, Harvest Plan director, a whole harvest plan we started about 14, 13, 14 years ago, saw him beforehand and found out he had been that way from an auto accident for 30 years. We watched that night as God completely healed him. He straightened up. He came with the Buddhist charms around his neck, a Buddhist amulet around his neck. That night he pried, it was, it was metal, so he had to, we had to get pliers out, and he literally pried it from his neck and took it off because he said, Jesus is now my Savior and Lord. He said, this is the best day of my life. We found out he had gone to the Buddhist priest, he had gone to Buddhist temples, and come up empty because Buddha cannot heal. Mohammed cannot heal. They're both dead and in the grave. And I'm not saying that to be ugly. If you're a Muslim here, you're watching by video, or you're a Buddhist, or if you're a Hindu, I'm here to tell you there's good news. There are miracles through one name, and that name is the name of Jesus. Because he did it when he walked on the earth Bible days. He never turned one person away that came requesting healing. He healed them all. And today he does the same thing in and through his name. When we simply believe and declare the good news of the gospel to those that are in need. So if you are Buddhist, if you are Hindu, if you are Muslim or some other religion, the Sikhs in northern India, and we're not talking one I just shared was a few years back, but it fit with the Bible story I just shared. But man, this stuff happens all the time. In northern India, we had Sikhs at first say, nope, nope, they're very strong, austere. They're one of the few. That people group, that religious group stood up to the, the spread of Islam, the onslaught of Islam hundreds of years ago, and they stopped them in northern India. They're fierce warriors to this day. Part of their customary garb and wear is a dagger. The men will wear it, if not outward, they, they wear it under their clothes. Because they, they pride themselves in being those fierce warriors. And you feel that. They don't pull it out and try to go after you, but you feel that real austere. But when you get behind the at first they were like, nope, nope, I've been seek five, six generations. I don't need this. I don't need Jesus. But then when the miracles started happening, 
we watched Sikhs bow their heads, receive you. Some would run across the street. My wife was leading first day of ministry, and one of the sites had been set up, and they didn't know when they had set it up for us, the team on the ground of nationals, how bad it was going to actually be because buses were coming in and out when our team got there, and there were merchant stands around, and it was just mass mayhem, very little room to do the drama presentation of the gospel. But do you know what? The least unlikely place to see a miracle. But do you know what? Anywhere we declare Jesus, he shows up. That's why I can say with great confidence, he is walking these aisles right now. He is manifesting in power, in love, in your body. I, even before I pray the prayer of healing, I wouldn't be surprised if there's miracles that happen just at the hearing of the gospel and who Jesus is and the miracles that he's done on the other side of the planet and the infinite love that he has for you. There was a man that was hit by a car that had plates in his leg. He had to drag his and limp around with this leg. The power of God came on him. We worked with him. He went from limping and dragging his leg around, not being able to bend it right, to all of a sudden he was lifting it up, walking completely well by the power of Jesus, pain-free. Sikhs and Hindus both started running and getting people, bringing them from across the street. Because of this one miracle that shouldn't, shouldn't have happened. It wasn't like I had a choir singing behind me in the perfect setting and me able to. No. Martin and I, neither of us had that. We were fighting all the conditions just to get the gospel out. But Jesus showed up because he loves humanity and blessed and healed that man. Over 12,000 born again. With our follow-up curriculum, New Believers curriculum and post-team that stayed it, there and train we train the pastors and leaders and how to go and follow up train them and how to call the new believers on the phone because we get every one of their inf information with our tickets and because they want to win a prize and so we show them how to call many times in these areas of the world the the attitude is just hide down duck and survive because there's such a small small minority percentage of the whole outlay the bottom of the po totem pole but when they begin to see that there's an S on their chest, they rise up in power. There was a, a Thai man in Thailand, that pastor that saw the power of God in this way, and he went and laid hands on a man that was paralytic right after we left Thailand, Lot Breed, Thailand. And uh, this man had been paralyzed for seven years. The power of God came on him. He couldn't talk. He couldn't walk. He couldn't feed himself. He got up out of bed and for seven years, got up out of bed, began to walk, talk, feed himself, healed by the power of Jesus. The whole family got saved. That Thai pastor of a little small church, if we were to just take maybe this back quarter of the sanctuary, that's about the size of his church, just a few handful of people. But boy, after we came and encouraged the pastors, the same Jesus that's in us is in you. He'll do the same things all of a sudden. He had revival breakout, harvest whole families born again, they bust a in, pack that little church out because Jesus loves people. Amen? The last thing I want to settle in your heart, especially if you've heard teaching on faith, is this, you have the faith. If we could pull up that last point. You have the faith, simply believe and receive. You're born of God. Now, if you're not really sure about this stuff, if you've never made Jesus your Savior and Lord, that's all right, you're in the right place because He's here to touch you. He loves you. He's reaching out with hands of love. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to know the Father God intimately, personally, in the way that we're talking about. So you just throw it in neutral. 
and watch as God shows up and touches you and touches those around you here as we pray and minister and God, heaven invades this place. But if you've already made Jesus Savior and Lord, don't wonder if you have faith or not. You have faith. In fact, right after that passage in Luke 13, Jesus starts talking about the kingdom of heaven being like a mustard seed. And if you combine that account over with Matthew, the 17th chapter, or excuse me, Luke, the 17th chapter, the apostles are saying, man, increase our faith. Give us more faith. And he said, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll be able to say the sycamore tree, remove yourself and cast yourself to yonder place, and it'll happen. Guys, it's not how big our faith is. It's what we do with the faith that we have. You might feel like, man, all I have is a speck. Listen, you're born of God if you're in Christ Jesus. You, therefore, are designed to operate as a speaking spirit the way God birthed you. And he put his very own faith in you. Amen. So you do have faith. Just kick back, relax, believe, receive, jump out and act your faith the moment we pray. And you're going to have a miracle right now in this place. Right now, I want to invite everybody to stand on their feet. If you need a miracle right now this morning, I want you to put your hand where the problem is. Just put your hand on your shoulder, your arm, your abdomen. If it's too hard, I mean, if it's the back of your lower heel and it's too difficult, don't worry about it. Just put your hand on your chest. If you've been bombarded in your mind, put your hand right here on your forehead. That's okay. The enemy tries to hit everybody from time to time in their head. The bottom line is he has no right to, especially if you're a believer in Jesus. Now, if you're not, you can put your hand right where I'm talking about because we've seen people that weren't even followers of Jesus, but the mercy and love of God for each and every one will touch you right where you are. So don't worry. Say, well, do I am? I'm not really sure where I stand. Listen, God loves you. Just relax and let him just overshadow you. Shower himself upon you. His love, his grace, his power. I must say a very brief prayer. And the moment I say amen, you're going to notice a difference. Probably even before we reach the word amen. Amen simply means so be it. It's the way we finish our prayers many times in Christendom. But the bottom line is Jesus is here. And I want you to envision him right now walking up to you. I want you to envision him stretching out those hands of power, hands that never failed once in curing, healing, freeing each and every one that he ministered to. They're not going to fail you. Hear him saying, I want to heal you. I want to free you. Be made whole. Be loosed. Be freed. Right now, drink in his presence, his power. It's flowing into you right where you are. In the name of Jesus, we command every problem, every disease, every disorder, whether it's of spiritual origin, whether it's problems in the mind, in the soul, mental in nature, We command healing, freedom, liberty now, or whether it's physical. Even if it's a genetic, hereditary disease, we declare heaven's wholeness in and through your entire being right now. From the very tops of your 
follicles on your head of your hair all the way down through your back your spine your vertebrae your disc down through every sinew every uh, fiber of your being every muscle every joint every ligament every tendon every organ in your body rotator cuffs shoulders elbows knees joints be made whole now in Jesus' names, tumors, warts, growths, cancers dissolve now at the cellular level. We say, thank you, Lord. Miracles in the respiratory system from your nose down through your lungs, your hearts made whole. Everything I've named and everything I haven't named now has to bow its knee to Jesus as he manifests fully in his power and healing. Every foul, oppressive force of the devil is broken in and over your life and you are made ever wit whole that means completely healed and whole now in jesus name amen now quick 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 check yourself begin to do what you could not do before begin to move begin to check don't look for the symptoms because the miracle is manifesting his power is producing results right now all across this room Quick, quick, quick. If you say, I can tell something has happened, I am better. It's happening right now. Raise your hand high all over this place. Raise it high all over this place. Quick, quick, quick. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point at you and you yell what was wrong and what has happened. Right back here. What was wrong, sir? Back problems. How long? Year and a half. Hip and back. Is there any pain at all? How much better is it? How much? 50 to 70, miracle in motion right now. He's being healed. 50 to 75% better. Amen. Was there another hand over here? Another hand? Right back here. Yes, sir. How long had you had a problem in your leg? pain how many surgeries five surgeries run down here real quick run down here make God glad the devil mad run 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 and so was it paining you after five surgeries yeah it was actually hurting before the service would it be hard to run in these five years yeah and now is there any pain after running no take a lap across and back Make God glad the devil mad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Look at him take, taking a lap around the room. Praise the Lord. Everyone in the house that says, I'm at least, like the brother said, 50 to 75, or maybe you're 100% better, raise your hand high. If you say a miracle is either happening right now to me, or I'm completely well, raise your hand high and keep it up. We want to get a count of all those that God has touched and healed. Amen. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Now everyone say this with me. Everyone say this to Jesus. Dear Jesus, I believe you're Lord and Savior. I confess you as my personal Savior, Lord and King. I give my life to you. Cleanse me from all sin. I will follow you all of my days. Thank you for changing me from deep within. 
in Jesus' name. Keep your hands up. Ushers, please give me a quick count as Pastor Tom, how many? 14 as Pastor Tom comes on up here.